The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Katie Snap. She is the co-founder of Skirt Strategies. That's a company that offers online leadership training for women, and you can find out more about them at skirtstrategies.com. Katie is the author of Skirt Strategies, 249 Success Tips for Women in Leadership. That's a collection of inspirational thoughts and tips for women to influence others using their natural female assets. And that's a lot about what Skirt Strategies is about, is is finding women's natural assets and helping them become very powerful leaders using those. She has a new book out that we're going to talk about today. It's called Brave Transitions, A Woman's Guide for Maintaining Composure Through Changes in Work and Life. Welcome to the show today, Katie. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So why did you write the book? You've written one very successful book. Why the second one? I found that when I was uh, face-to-face with women, often in workshops or doing coaching or, or, or just having discussions about what life is about, because women are so great at connecting with each other and sharing you know, what's, what's going on inwardly, I found that there was a theme in that um, being stuck type of, of mentality. Women would often, they wouldn't say the words I feel stuck, but they would say things that had indicated to me that they were going through something or there was something that had left curve that had been thrown to them. But they didn't know really how to move through it. And so I thought, you know, I know some techniques that will work for these folks. I wonder if I should put it in the form of a book so that it can be more of a self-help uh, type resource to them in um on the fly while they're going through these these changes or these transitions. So mm-hmm. that's why that's why I wrote it. I saw it as a need. Okay, and, and often really good things come out of people's uh, recognition that there is a need, and instead of uh, just going, oh, that's nice, and walking away, you do something about it. And women right. women in particular tend to do that. All right, you mentioned that the book is is a self help in nature. Tell us about how it's organized and what you can expect to find as a reader. Think about uh, how you like to write things down or process things mentally. Many women use journals or um, use one another <laughs> as journals mm-hmm. over, oh, yes. over wine and cheese. Um, I've, I've developed the book in a way it, where it's, it's set up to, to go through it as a thought process, beginning with an inventory of where are you now. Um, Grasp where your where your mental posture is. Get get your give yourself a feel for um, why you you're feeling where you are, but the positive and the negative. How proud of you are where you are today. Uh, and so, in a journal format, in, in many pages of the the book, do give you some open space, mm-hmm. lined open space for taking down some thoughts. I give you a po- a powerful question to help bring out some of those. Um, some of those thoughts. For for example, early on in the book, 
I write, what have you done well in stressful times when things aren't working so well for you? Then we also talk about what have you done well when things were really going great for you? And then you look back at, well, you know, I've done some really good things. Or I got stuck a few years ago, and I didn't really realize how big of an issue it was until right now. I think that we as people need to, and women are probably more prone to this because we like to take inventory of our history. I think I think people really like to sit down and just kind of look back at their lives as a story of what's gone on. So the book takes you through that process to eventually bring you to a point where you identify ways of getting through your stuckness. Your coping uh, strategies. Make... Yeah, you put coping exactly. strategies in each chapter, sure. Right, coping strategies, um, uh, seeing things more positively, maintaining your composure and your self-confidence, and some tips to do that. Mm-hmm. And then you've got these uh, gray boxes, too, that are um, that, that are kind of call-outs, and they they offer advice and uh some lessons as well. So the book is is really easy to read which you know sometimes I think people hesitate to pick up books or engage in something like this kind of a process because they think oh it's going to be so tedious and when am I going to have time and all you know all these other excuses but the way you have this laid out and uh broken up into like I said, these call-out type boxes and the exercises, it really makes it uh, fast-paced, yet at the same time introspective. Oh, good! I'm glad you. I'm glad you said you liked the way that it was set out. When I first wrote Skirt Strategies, um, my, one of my objectives was to make it easy, and same with Brave Transition. I would pick up books. I don't know if it's a little bit of ADD in me, <laughs> or I don't like stodgy books that take too long to read. I just want to get through something, or I want to get three-fourths of the way through it. I write my books so that they they are almost in workbook format. They're much easier to get into. In some cases, you can pop in and out of certain areas of it and uh, and feel like you've still got something accomplished. Right. Yes, that's very it's very obvious just from thumbing through the book. Now, change is something that we all have to deal with. It, it, it doesn't matter. You can't fight it. Change is part of life. In your book, Brave Transitions, Transitions, uh, that's change. Do you think that women have a harder time than men when it comes to handling change, or do they handle it differently than men? And if so, why? Well, this is where I call out the word generalizations, which is generalizing around gender. Uh. <laughs> I do it. I do. I, I love that. That word. You invented that word? Um, and I, I well, I think I did. I haven't seen it anywhere else, and I really need to submit it to Wikipedia before somebody You do, else does. you gender, do, because yeah, I, I, I haven't heard about. Yeah, I haven't heard it either. Generalization. I might have to write something about that. I'll credit you, but. <laughs> okay, thank you. I believe that most men are different than most women. That's that's a nice way of saying. It. I don't want to. I want to generalize too much, but in truth, most women are different than most men. So we can draw broad swaths of conclusions around the way that women do things versus the way that men do things without getting us, ourselves in, in too much trouble. Well, we know physiologically women are, are different. We, we process, our brains are set up differently. We process differently. Women that are listening know that you're probably really good at multitasking. Mm-hmm. Translate to, to being scatterbrained, you know, the very thin line between <laughs> that and scatterbrained. And that's because of the way that our, our brains are actually 
wired. So when women go through change, we we do that differently too. Um, here's a broad brush. Women can have more baggage around self-management and self-confidence than men can. We're more prone to. A lot of things contribute to that. There are many factors. The, the Maybe one of the most of which is those of us like you and I, Kelly, that are in our 40s, 50s, 60s that did not grow up with um, strong female role models in the workplace mm-hmm. tracked ourselves after men and therefore started behaving like men when we thought we would need, need to be in leadership roles. And sometimes that backfires because it's not always natural for us right. to be acting like a man. So in change, the same thing happens. We've got um, ways of going through things that we, we need to process just a little more because women like to process things out loud and, and talk about it. Um, and, and if we don't have that outlet, it gets buried or we lose self-confidence or we have a little bit of self-doubt. And and then the next thing you know, we're really not behaving in a way where we we want to. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost like, who am I being? I don't feel like myself during the middle of this. So how do women process change differently? What are some of the things that we do uh, naturally when it comes to change? Let's let's skip this um, outdated notion of mimicking uh, our male counterparts. How do we change it and how do we embrace that? we First of all, talk to one another very quickly. We've got our network of women that is a, a super supportive process. Now, if I think about myself personally, um, my husband is a great outlet for me. Um, he's also in the mental health care industry, so he's a good listener, so sure. I'm, lucky, I'm lucky that way. Uh, but I know most of my girlfriends, when we get together over over wine or coffee, it's usually more wine than coffee. Yes, um, <laughs> at least the best conversations. The con- <laughs> Exactly. The conversations that we have, and in fact, I, I didn't quote these conversations, but I, I more or less um, replicated what some of those conversations sound like in a couple of spots in the book. So when you really hear how women talk and what they say, when you really hear what men talk about and what they say, it's such a completely different level of conversation. Not that what men do is not valued, it's just very, very different. So women will get into, well, why is that happening? Well, have you tried this? Well, you know how that made me feel? And, and they'll support one another around this. It's almost like armchair psychology. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one thing that we do um, very differently through change. If we don't have that sort of a network, then it becomes, um, it, it becomes something where we lose track of where we really feel like we need to be anchored. We lose track of ourselves. Right. I think that sometimes the really extreme commercials that are out there that show men uh, around a table or sitting in a living room talking like women would to each other, and you can, it really, I mean, it's meant to be funny, but it really points out the differences. You were just talking about the support that women give each other, and when men do it, it seems so exaggerated and so silly, but it really does work. I mean, they're they're kind of on point when they, they uh, make those commercials. They, they hit the types of uh, things that women talk about in those groups, but it, it, to see men talking about the same things and having the same reactions really points out the differences, I think. So 
sometimes I'll eavesdrop at, at a lunch table. I'll eavesdrop on a, a conversation that's going on at the, the table next to me. <clears throat> and if it's a group of men, I'll listen to what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a man and a woman, I'll listen to the different level of what the man is discussing than, than what the, the woman might be discussing. Now, women often will defer to a man's communication style. This is, this is one of the things that we do that can sometimes hurt ourselves in our leadership power is uh, we sometimes appropriately and sometimes not uh, defer to the power level that's in the room, and it sometimes is at the expense of our, our own empowerment. I'll listen to how a man and a woman talks at a table. I'll listen to how two women are talking. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, around where I live, if I go to the places to go for lunch, you know, usually business lunches, four out of every five tables are two or three women. Sure. <laughs> and it's just the men just don't go out to lunch. They do other things to to grab themselves a group together. But women use their network that way. And, you know, it sometimes gets catty. It sometimes gets inappropriate. But for the most part, it's really what helps a woman keep her baseline mm-hmm. of security around herself. Exactly. And we're going to take a break now. Uh, when we get back, I want to ask Katie a little bit. We kind of skipped over this, Katie. I want to talk to you about your history. And, I mean, you had a very... Uh, not that you don't now, but, I mean, you had a very um, illustrious career um, as a rocket scientist, of all things, and now you're teaching mm-hmm. Now you're teaching uh, women leadership tactics. And so I want to talk a little bit about what led you from that kind of a career to the career that you're in now. We'll be right back. Get ready for an evening exploding with energy as we celebrate Kansas City's entrepreneurial community at the 14th Annual 25 Under 25 Awards Dinner and Gala, Saturday, February 28th at the Downtown Marriott. Join host Thinking Bigger Business Media and sponsor UMB for cocktails, dinner, and entertainment as we recognize the achievements of 25 outstanding Kansas City area small businesses with under 25 employees. Reserve your tickets now at 25under25.com. That's 25under25.com. I'm Sarah. I'm Ellen. One night, I was at a bar. One night, I was at a bar. I had one too many drinks. I had one too many drinks. I got behind the wheel. I got a cab. A squirrel ran across the road. A squirrel ran across the road. I swerved. The cab swerved. I hit a guy. The cabbie just missed a guy. I wish I took a cab. Thank goodness I took a cab. You have the choice to save a life. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Robin with Small Changes, Big Shifts. I'd like to invite you to join me on Wednesdays at noon on my show so we can give you some tips and some ideas that will inspire you to reconnect to the good that you already are. You know, it takes all aspects of life to really live a whole life. It's not just about one thing. I'll be sharing my network of friends around the country with you that specialize in health and wellness from all different aspects, whether it's mental health, physical health, or emotional health. So join us Wednesdays at noon on Small Changes, Big Shifts. You never know what little thing will help shift your life. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We've been talking here today with Katie Snap. She's a co-founder of Skirt Strategies, which is an online training program for women, teaches women leadership skills using their natural abilities. And she has written a new book, her second book, called Brave Transitions, A Woman's Guide for Maintaining Composure Through Changes in Work and life. Katie, let's talk about your own brave transition. You were a rocket scientist and you are now teaching mm. leadership skills for women. What led to that transition for you? 
So what happened there? Yes. <laughs> um, my first career was indeed in um, the defense industry, at a couple different jobs as an electrical engineer. I was recruited from that career after several years by a national consulting firm and then started consulting and training I will say that, though, that was in my 20s, and I look back on it. This is the value to me of taking inventory of your past. I look back on it, and I look see it so differently now than when I was in the middle of it. Of and, course. And that's often what happens. It's so important for us to be self-aware of where we are in any sort of transition. <clears throat> I didn't realize it at the time, but being in a very male-based work environment, I completely deferred to the way you do things around a war a war of dark suit to work every day. I tried to act like the boys. I wasn't completely unsuccessful, but I compromised a whole lot of my own natural female skills by doing that. Mm -hmm. And and so what led you then to start Skirt Strategies? When I began doing national consulting, uh, of course, I worked in classroom and workshop type environments with mixed groups. And I happened to have one mixed group that, that was one man and, and 12 women. And the man ended up not uh, continuing in the workshop. It was a series of a couple of days, uh, three days actually. And once he left the workshop, it completely changed the dynamic. I look back on that and I, I just know this. And I've done workshops, but this one happened to do with your leadership and taking some introspection. And these women got so into it, I walked away saying, I think I... I think I want to really delve into um, working more uniquely with women only because it is so different. So I still work with mixed groups, but my expertise area is women in leadership. As I've said a couple of different times, your website, skirtstrategies.com, offers online leadership training for women. If I were interested in uh, enrolling or participating in one of those courses uh, or one of those training programs, how would I do that? What's it like? Um, you would go to skirtstrategies.com, uh, and we've got a massive resource of what we call tiny trainings with big results, kind of like your observation about the, the two books, Kelly, that mm -hmm. they're, they're not tedious. We try to make our training the same way. So we have in-class online training that is, you know, around the country and offered here and there. But we also have online, um, on-the-go, on-demand type training, mm -hmm. webinars and uh, quick podcasts. We have a longer podcast, a, a host of, of free podcasts that's carried on the website as well as on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Okay, so you can go out again to skirtstrategies.com, find out all about the different offerings, and then sign up for something if it's if you think that that would be valuable for you. And I'm sure that there is something out there that you can find to improve uh, where you are in your career right now. Let's talk, we only have a couple minutes, but let's talk about the hashtag throw like a girl, that Super Bowl commercial. It was by the brand Always, and it generated quite a lot of backlash from men who call themselves, of all things, meninists. Uh, they're imitating yeah. females there, meninists. And they say they were discriminated against and they started their own like-a-boy hashtag campaign. So, I mean, you work in this arena, Katie. What does that say about where our society's at when it comes to true equality for men and women? Uh, my initial thought about the reaction to that was um, 
sorry, guys, but this is not about you. You, you, <laughs> you, have, the, you have the advantage in so many areas. And, and in some, sometimes it's okay to raise your hand and say, hey, it's about me. When you're a minority, which, is, which the female gender is, you know, in the workplace, women are more than half of, of the population of the workplace, but we're somewhere around 18% of leadership. So women are not here, having their voices heard as much as men are. And as I said earlier, there's a lot of factors that go into that, I understand. But a lot of those variables can be managed. And, and when someone understands that, you know, throw like a girl has to do with listening to how you are critiquing someone based on their gender alone. Is mm-hmm. that really right? Do you really want to go there? Right. Katie, uh, any final thoughts about your your website and your programs and how our listeners today could benefit from them? Well, if there's anybody in the audience that is curious about your own style, we do have an online assessment at skirtstrategies.com forward slash assessment. And there's a, it's on the right-hand column also of, of all the pages um, for click here to get a quick self-assessment. We do see that there are certain patterns of different types of female leadership styles. So come on, join us, find out what your own style is, and um, we'd love to have you in our tribe of women following us. Absolutely. Skirtstrategies.com. Go check it out. Katie, it's been wonderful having you here today. We've had you on the show before, and we hope that you'll uh, be available uh, in the future, too, to update us on any of the research that you've done, any new books that you have, so stay in touch, okay? Thanks, Kelly. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Twitter at ithinkbigger or on Facebook at Thinking Bigger Business Media. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.